ComC is your home for buying, selling, and flipping all the hottest trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 27 million cards across all sports, genres, and eras. With a ComC account, you can purchase cards from different sellers over time and ship them home together later, or immediately reprice them for sale on the ComC marketplace. To stay updated with ComC, please follow them on social media at Check Out My Cards, one word, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn about offers, promotions, and more at ComC, please visit blog.comc.com. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. and welcome back to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. I've got a story to tell today. Actually, I have a few stories to tell, so maybe today's episode will be called Storytime with Mike. But yesterday I got to do something that I had never done before, and that was to hold in my hands a card worth six figures. Now, I've talked about before the, the shop setup that we've got. is kind of a shop within a shop, and the main shop owner yesterday morning acquired a 1952 Mickey Mantle. It was a PSA 5 Mickey Mantle. And so he had that in the shop yesterday. We had our small local show, and so a lot of people got to see that card. And um, towards the end of the day, I got to actually hold it, um, take a few pictures and that type of thing with it. Uh, It was pretty cool. I've seen multiple mantles before at the National, but I never had a chance to hold one in my hands, let alone one that's worth in six figures. And so that was a really cool experience to have. Um, And for what it's worth, it was sold by the end of the day. And so I think he had that card for less than eight hours in his possession and just kind of shows that there is a market for buyers and sellers, even for those big cards here in central Illinois. It was it was pretty neat. So that was that was great. The show was great. Um, I, I went from I made a joke on Twitter. I went from holding a card worth six figures to acquiring two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sets, both of which I was excited about. So I had a lot of fun doing that today. The other main topic that we're going to talk about today, I'm going to title "Best of the Best." One of the questions that I get a lot when I'm doing interviews or when I've been on some other podcasts and that type of thing is is Mike. What are your favorite cards, or what is your favorite card in your collection? And so I had put together some thoughts about that that I put out in a blog post a little while ago, and I've had a few other card pickups since then that I think have have moved into being some of my favorites, and so I thought it'd be a good time to go through and kind of talk about what some of the favorite cards are in my collection. That'll be our main topic today. Before we get into it, I want to tell you about Underdog Collectibles, the online shop run by collectors for collectors that breaks new cards every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night. You can visit them at udogcollect.com to see what they're going to be breaking this week, and you can visit their brick-and-mortar shop in Knoxville, Tennessee, where they've got a full selection of singles, wax, and you can even watch some of their breaks live. So check them out at udogcollect.com and tell them Wax Pack Hero sent you. All right, let's talk a little bit about what some of my all-time favorite cards are in my collection. I'm going to call it kind of the best of the best. Let me start by saying this. Everyone's card collection is unique, and there's no single or quote-unquote right way to collect. The most important thing is that the cards in your collection mean something to you. 
The people that I know that enjoy the hobby the most, they're the ones that have a purpose and a focus that directs their collection. They don't let others tell them what's good or what's junk or what they should be chasing. And, you know, in a, a while ago, uh, an episode that's one of my favorites of the old House of Jordans podcast, they were talking with Josh of Cardboard Chronicles, now the, the co-owners of Card Ladder. And they were talking about how they narrowed their entire collection to something like 17 cards. And that's focus. And as I listened, you know, I realized that there was a story and a reason that those cards had found their way into his collection. And cards may come and go as the journey unfolds, but it was evident that he has a clear purpose, which provided the direction that he was going at that time. And that got me thinking, if I had to significantly narrow my PC down to the, the what cards would, would matter the most to me? Which of those would I want to hold on to forever? And why do those cards mean the most? And so I thought that's what I'll talk about today. I'll talk about some of those cards that mean the most to me. They all have a story behind them that gives them some of that meaning. And so here you go. Here's what some of those are. The number one card that means the most to me, you've probably heard me talk about it before, but it's the 1986 Topps Thad Bosley card. And if you followed followed the blog or the podcast for a while, you've undoubtedly heard the story of why this Thad Bosley card means so much to me. It's the card that started it all for me. It was the card that was staring at staring up at me from the first pack of tops that I ever purchased. And all these years later, that card still brings back those vivid memories of me picking it out of a box at the Zoll's department store in our, our small little town. And I can still hear the crinkling of that cellophane as I tore it open and still feel the excitement of looking through that very first pack of cards that I ever purchased. The next one that I want to talk about is a much more recent card than that, and that is the 2019 Topps Heritage Nolan Ryan Real One Auto that I pulled out of a pack. Nolan Ryan had been a focus of my PC since I was young, and with a career that was almost approaching 20 years as I was starting collecting, there were already a ton of Ryan cards available for me to pick up. And because of that, he's always had a prominent place in my PC. I loved his longevity, his grit, his approach to the game. And so when I opened my case of 2019 Heritage, it was a pretty rough looking, pretty rough looking break through the first eight or nine boxes. But that all changed when this Ryan auto popped out of a pack in one of the last boxes of the case. My emotions went from frustration to elation in a matter of seconds because getting a pack pulled on card auto of one of my favorite players was just something special. And the fact that it's on a card with a sweet vintage 1970 design and I had pulled it myself, it definitely makes its its way into one of my favorite cards in my collection. The next one is another one that's going back and that's the 1969 Topps Brian Piccolo card. And this card came from my grandparents' attic and it also came to me early in my collecting days. At some point, I was looking through cards that, of my own while I was visiting my grandparents' house, and my, my grandpa started asking about what I was looking at, and I told him it was my baseball cards, and um, then he smiled and uttered, uttered a sentence that had me doing backflips. It said, let's go up and take a look in the attic. I think there's a box of these somewhere up there. And I've talked a little bit about this before with, with some of the other vintage cards and kind of what started my enjoyment of vintage, but yeah, that, that trip up to the attic with my grandparents really really took hold. I was so excited about that. Well, in that box of cards was a bunch of 1960s football, including the 1969 
Brian Piccolo. And as a Bears fan, I loved anyone from that team that I could find. And as I got older, I learned the backstory to Brian and this card, and its meaning to me grew and grew. And so the combination of how I got it and who is on it make this one of my most cherished cards as well. The next, the next card, it, it may not be familiar to many of you outside of Central Illinois and, and maybe the greater St. Louis area as well, and that is the 2011-12 Upper Deck Parkhurst Tony Twist Auto. When I was growing up, we didn't even have cable, and that meant I had no access to NHL hockey. What I did have access to was the Peoria Rivermen, and they were at the time were the IHL affiliate of the St. Louis Blues, and that was the next best thing. It was essentially the AAA equivalent of minor league hockey. They, they played about 30 minutes from where I grew up, and so prior to Tony Twist's 10-year NHL career, he demonstrated a proclivity to being an enforcer parts of three seasons playing for the Rivermen and I can still remember rising out of my seat with the anticipation as he would start mixing it up with an opponent the gloves would drop the PA system would start blasting chubby checkers twist and the crowd erupted as the fist started to fly well I came across this card in one of the local LCS's this Tony Twist autograph and I had to have it every time I look at it it takes me back to those junior high days of sitting in the stands at the Peoria Civic Center eating cotton candy, watching some AAA hockey, and watching Tony Twist get in some fights. And so if you you may not have ever heard of Tony Twist before, but he, he means a lot in the central Illinois area from watching him on the Rivermen, and I know there are some St. Louis Blues fans of Tony Twist as well. And even though this is maybe a $5 card, it is one of my favorites. Next up is LeBron James Jersey Kings. I'm not the biggest LeBron fan. I'm 100% on the Jordan side of this debate, but I definitely respect him as one of the game's best. When I returned to the hobby in 2015, some of the first boxes I picked up were 2014-15 Donruss. And just so you know, at that time, they were on clearance on DA Card World. I think I paid somewhere around $40 a box, maybe, for those hobby boxes. Well, when I opened them up, one of the cards that I pulled out of those boxes was this LeBron jersey card. Jersey cards didn't even exist when I stopped collecting in the mid to late 90s, so you can imagine my excitement when I got this card with a piece of jersey in it that was worn by one of the best in the game. This whole concept of jersey cards was brand new to me when I got back into the hobby in 2015, and so getting a LeBron jersey card was just pretty cool. I credit this card with helping build the excitement and fun that I was having in the early phase of my hobby reintroduction. Next is the 1989 Upper Deck Ken Griffey Jr. Okay, I know what you're thinking. How cliche. Everybody's got this card. Everybody wants this card. The card is iconic, but it's iconic for a reason. When I was, I was 12 when this card came out, and it was my holy grail. It was untouchable to me at that time for a couple reasons. First, in my little town, I didn't have a hobby shop, and you couldn't really find packs of Upper Deck anywhere local. When I did get lucky enough to get my parents to make the half-hour drive into the card shop, my limited budget wouldn't allow me to buy too many of those $1 to $2 packs. They were over double the cost of Topps, Donruss, and Fleer. And second, buying it as a single was outrageous for me to even think about at that age. It was way too much out of my price range. I couldn't touch it. I've always wanted one and I could never afford it. 
But as I began selling cards on Sport Lots, I built up some store credit and I made the decision to pick it up and finally complete my quest. At the 2019 National, I picked up a T206 Harry Davis Sweet Corporal back and that was my first T206 card. And so it holds a special place in my heart as well. For me and for many collectors, baseball cards serve as a bridge that connects us to the history of the game. And it can be hard to describe the feelings that come with holding a 110-year-old baseball card in your hands. In 1909, someone pulled this card out of a pack of tobacco. It survived two world wars. It saw the rise of the automobile, and it's been cherished by several generations of collectors. Yeah, it's got creases. Yeah, it's got rounded corners. Yeah, it's even missing a little bit of paper here and there. But it's got character, lots of it, and it's mine. Two of the more recent pickups that I had that have made it on this list over the last year or so are the 86 Fleer Michael Jordan card that I was able to purchase. It's a great example of why I do what I do. It's a great example of the whole point of what I do what I do, and that is to buy and sell cards to generate some profits, which allow me to buy cards that I can add to my PC. And I was able to do that last year. I was able to use some of the profits from running the card shop and sport lots and comp C sales and I was able to buy a card that I always wanted, that 86 Fleer Michael Jordan card. And, and I was happy to add it to my collection. Yes, it's a PSA 1.5, but it's my PSA 1.5. It looks great to me, and it was essentially free because of the, the profits that I had made from buying and selling. And so that Jordan rookie card is definitely one of my favorites, one of the best of the best of my collection. And the other one is a Walter Payton rookie card that I picked up at the National last year. I went to the National. I wasn't planning on getting that Payton rookie. It was on my list of cards that I wanted to have at some point, but I was able to work out a deal with that Payton um, and a Dr. J rookie that I wanted for that set, and I was able to add that Walter Payton rookie to, to my collection as well. He was one of my favorites. As I talked about in the last episode, I'd started putting together my collection of playing days Walter Payton cards. That was one that I clearly still needed. And so adding the rookie card of one of my favorite football players on my favorite football team was was an awesome pickup and made the, the 2021 National a memorable experience for me. And it's definitely in my list of favorite cards. The Sports Card Shop is your small-town local card shop with a global reach. Located in New Buffalo, Michigan, the shop is one of the most accessible in the Midwest. In addition to being an authorized Panini Direct Dealer, the Sports Card Shop carries all major trading card brands, including Topps, Upper Deck, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, and more. With all that new wax, a half million singles, and showcases full of graded cards, you're sure to find something great for your collection, whether you're just starting out or a seasoned collector. The Sports Card Shop is your one-stop shop. So call us, come see us, or visit us on the web and social media. Our phone number is 269-469-0140. Website is thesportscardshop at moco.com. The Sports Card Shop is part of the MoCo Retail Group, connecting sports, the hobby, and people around the world. So that is the best of the best of my collection. If I had to narrow everything down to just a handful of cards, those are the cards that I would want to keep because they mean the most to me. They all have a story, and they're meaningful, and I wouldn't want to ever get rid of them. 
Well, I hope you enjoyed hearing about that. I would love to hear about what some of your best of the best cards are. What are the cards that you have in your collection that are meaningful to you, that tell a story, that just you know make you think back to a, a different time, a different place, and bring back some vivid memories for you? I want to hear about it. Reach out to me at waxpackhero at gmail.com. Reach out on Twitter at TheMikeSummer or reach out on Instagram or TikTok at WaxPackHero and tell me about what your favorite cards are that are meaningful to you, that are pieces of your collection that you never want to let go. Well, that's all I have for you today. I want to encourage you to come back next week where we are going to have a conversation with Paul Lesko in our ongoing Super Collector series. And we're going to talk about his super collection of cards that are related to hobby legal matters. It's going to be a great conversation. I think you're really going to enjoy it. So come on back next week. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you next time.